Welcome to This Is Only a Test, Episode 2, recorded March 11th, 2010. I'm Will Smith. With me, as always, is Norman Chan. Say hi, Norm. Hello. So, uh, big news this week. Uh, we'll skip right past the witty banter section of the show. We have so much stuff to talk about. Big news is obviously uh, GDC this week. A lot of good news coming out of there. What's going on? Um, GDC started a few days ago. The show floor opened up today, Thursday. Um, before then, there were a bunch of. Uh, so we saw we had we went over yesterday. Saw a couple of. Yes, um, kind there was of the, the mobile game summit, the mobile iPhone games, summit, yeah, exactly. and. Um, that's all the stuff that's relevant if you're interested in Basically, there was technology. a lot of talking about Cannabalt and, like, Wordle yes. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. how, to, how to make your money, you know, putting Farmville on a phone. Fat cash at the iTunes App Store. So, really, was there a Farmville on the iPhone set, session? I, I missed I, that. <laughs> um, so, okay, so uh, first thing we saw yesterday was the OnLive demo. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, OnLive is a streaming game service, and it's kind of interesting because the idea is that you uh, connect to a server. Yes. Uh, you don't have to have a nice computer. You can play on anything, netbook, MacBook Air, iPhone. Anything with an Ethernet connection that either runs Windows, Mac, or probably Android. I would assume iPhone and, iPhone I, and yes, Android, yes. yeah. Anything with, the, anything with a screen connection. that they can install software on, pretty That's, much. That's correct. Um, and the neat thing is you can actually run uh, games that, that aren't necessarily... Uh, I mean, you could run all sorts of crazy games. Like, they were playing Crisis on an iPhone yesterday, which seems nuts to me. It seems completely impractical, and it's exactly the kind of thing that you should not be doing on an iPhone. <laughs> so, okay, so the way it works is uh, you connect to the server. They play the game. They render the game remotely in the cr cloud using, I assume, kind of massive servers with a lot of GPUs and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed like they're streaming in standard def or high def. I wrote it up on the site in case you haven't read it, but... Um, up to 720p, and uh, they're saying that with five data centers in the Bay Area, Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, and D.C., they can, they can cover everyone. almost everybody in the United States, not America, continental. Right? Sure. Not there was there was like a little section of Montana where those those guys couldn't uh, couldn't play. So the secret behind this technology, mm -hmm. uh, their their secret sauce is one their compression software, right? And two some routing technology. So. Um, as opposed to, you know, when you send information to L.A., it will go straight to L.A., wherever the data center is. Won't well, it, it was more that they would find, like, the specific, like, the best path yes. for so the it'll, data, it'll which be, is kind of yes. neat. Yes. So that, that lowers latency. I think they say latency will probably top out, ideally. Again, no one's tried this yet except for beta testers at 80 milliseconds. Um, 80 milliseconds... Is that is that 80 milliseconds is, is a lot. I mean, if you I think, think about that as it relates to ping... Yep. It, like if you have an 80 millisecond handicap in a Team Fortress game, you're going to get just just get your ass handed to you. That's right. Um, on the other hand, if you're playing a single player, 80 millisecond might actually not be that bad, and might actually even be better. Like if you have a crappy machine that you can't play normal, you know, high resolution real games on, it, it actually might be pretty good. Like if you're playing on a MacBook Air or something like that. Well, I mean, the thing, the the games that they've been demoing on and it shows their confidence in their system is Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament Three was what they had last year and this year, and Dirt 
Um, both fast-paced games that, you know, if compression's bad, you're going to see a lot of artifacts because they're fast-moving games. A lot, lot of high motion. Exactly. So, I mean, it seems like... Well, it seems like the thing that there's two things I took from took away from this year's demo. Um, well, actually, three things. The first is that um, the video quality seemed a lot better this time than last year. Because last year was really blocky and and pixelated, and it kind of very much felt like um, some PC games that had been hacked up to work with this new crazy thing in not a lot of time. Even though I know they've been working on it for like seven years at this point. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I think it looked a little better. I wouldn't say it was like. You know, a big difference. I think last year we were just up closer, up on LCD screen. This year they blew it up on a projection screen. But the thing is, um, it, it is PC gaming. That the only games right. they've shown so far are PC games. Well, I think that's I think that's the whole thing. I think they're playing PC games and they're um, they're doing minor conversions and minor UI tweaks to bring PC games out, which is a great thing for PC gamers. I mean, if this takes off, well, it's it's, it's good and bad because they're not they don't want you to buy PC hardware. They want you to they want PC developers develop, you know, PC games, port them over so that they'll take away menu options, take away loading screens, and, and then they'll run it on their servers. Um, last I, uh, when I talked to them last, uh, last year, they said, you know, they're going to run big racks full of, you know, tons of SLI systems, and each server would run multiple games virtually. Um, but no, I mean, I don't know, I don't see how this is going to replace console hardware if it's only PC games and if it's only the PC games that developers have, I, publishers have put the effort in I and almost, porting over. I almost think, well, they said, from what they said, the developer effort to port the games over is pretty low. I think they cited, which was probably a best they, they case. They said three weeks. Three weeks for Red Faction Guerrilla. Um, I think it's good for PC gaming because A, uh, in order to, for it to be an easy port, they have to actually make a PC version of the game. Whether they sell it or not is a, is a different story. Um, the other other thing that's interesting is, um, you know, for people who may not want to actually spend $60 on a game and $2,000 on a system, it lets them play games that they might not have access to. Not that you need $2,000 for a good gaming machine now. Well, it, seems, but... it seems like it'll be decent for a rental, as a rental system, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's almost a, like the a game in the hotel system, sure, where you rent the GameCube game or the, the DS game or whatever. Um, it'll be low cost, and so they'll just have to buy... You know, whatever the, the small piece of hardware, the receiver. Um, this is something that could eventually be, if if it's successful, built in the TVs as a, just a standard content delivery system. You know, d- doesn't just have to be games. You can interact with movies. It could be TV shows, just things, content on demand. I don't think it's going to replace PC gaming. I don't think it's going to replace console gaming. But what it might do is kind of invigorate Mac gaming, since this will be compatible for Macs. And Mac gaming is kind of on the rise. I right. mean, that's one of the. Big I mean, that is that is see. neat. Is that you'd be able to play Mac. Mac, you know, Mac users and PC users. I mean, you're all you're all on live users. You'd be able to play it. The, so the 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 hitch. Oh, Neo Shodan in the chat room actually points out correctly. It's three weeks for a single engineer. So that's actually pretty impressive. The question is pricing. Fifteen dollars yes. for a subscription. It's unclear what the games are going to cost, what the rentals are going to cost on top of that $15. I kind of think if you're paying $15 a month, I'm used to the Netflix, Gamefly, whatever model where you pay your $15 and it's kind of all you can eat at that point. Yeah. Um, so I would expect there to be some free content for that $15 Have a month. Heavy discounts, you know, free rentals at least maybe. Or maybe no. you get a couple of free rentals a month yeah, or free yeah. or something like that. That would I mean, be I fair. Um, they also haven't specified what, you know... How how much the game you own? If you buy it on on live, do you get to keep it? You know, if you disconnect, right. do they send you a box copy? Um, like, wh- I'm not paying sixty dollars for something. I have to p- continue paying fifteen dollars a month every time I want to access. On the other hand, I would totally pay fifteen dollars a month to have the have like you know the demo access, like to be able to pay two dollars to rent a game for a couple of days to see if I want to shell out the sixty dollars. 
Or actually, I probably wouldn't do that, but I would pay two dollars to rent the game for a couple of days as like a kind of real demo before. I, mean, I before think those I'd are totally it. minor things because the market will determine what the pricing is, and there will be tiered structures. Obviously, it seems like I'm not content. getting a lot for the fifteen dollars right now. I don't at fifteen dollars. I don't think people are going to adopt it. They'll obviously they've invested millions. They will lower the cost. Um, there's going to be you know I I would not be surprised if. In six months from now, or after launch, they'll have a tiered pricing structure where you can have a you know unlimited game purchase for X amount of money, or unlimited rentals, or a mixture of games and movies. Um, yep. Okay. If, as long as the tech is there, that's all I care about. But going off the Mac thing, the other big news out of GDC. Steam. Uh, right? Steam. Yes, yeah, Steam is coming out for Mac. Uh, along with the Portal 2 announcement. So, so I mean, that means it's interesting because there's a few good things about the Steam announcement. One, yes. um, if you have a Steam account, you don't have to buy the games again on Mac, which I think is really nice, that at least really the Valve cool. games. Uh-huh. Um, so that means all of the Source Engine games, all the Half-Life, Half-Life 2, seems like they're porting all of that using OpenGL instead of DirectX to, uh, to Steam, which is funny because Half-Life was an OpenGL slash DirectX game when it mm-hmm. came out. That's so right. they've turned all the way around. Um I, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I mean, I think that sounds pretty good. And the cool thing is, Team Fortress Two on the Mac will will be this exact we'll, same we'll game. Fresh fresh noobs. It will yeah. People will be playing yeah. on Macs versus PCs. I, I think that's one, pretty unified, awesome. Unified server system. So friends list is the same. The whole thing all connects. Yep. I guess that's why they moved to WebKit with the new beta for Steam. I mean, everything. We kind of thought that that might be coming, but it's all all true now. Did they show any Portal Two? Is it playing on the floor or anything? No, no Portal Two at all. Did they confirm the multiplayer thing? Um, I, I think that's all in that game informer. It's all in that game informer. Okay, so um, okay, uh, so anything else out of GDC? What else did you? We're, we're gonna we have a video coming up tomorrow probably with um, probably by the time this is posted it'll be up actually mm-hmm. uh, with all the good stuff out of GDC that we that Norm and I saw. Yeah, let's talk about Fermi a little bit. Yeah, so NVIDIA had a big booth at GDC, obviously, for developers showing off uh, Tegra 2, the tablets. Um, didn't look anything like anything different than so, what we saw. So Tegra is the, like Tegra the is embedded their thing. It's like what's thing. in the Zune it's, HD. It's, the, it's in the Zune HD. That's Tegra 1. Tegra 2 is what's in the boxy box. Okay. And it's basically a dual-core ARM. Um, two arm Cortex nine. Which arm? Oh, Cortex nine. Cortex nine. Okay, so um, kind of a it's kind of a nice arm actually. That's a nice arm, and there's two of them. And it has the dual. accelerated stuff for and video. I'll have, so that the, the ARM stuff is for compute, and then the GPU is NVIDIA custom. Um, so it's it's NVIDIA GPU, and then they have, they have their own I.O. stuff. So okay. that's what makes Secret 2. Um, so they actually have like a whole wall of tablets like at CES. Nothing to announce. I think they said around July time frame is what they're hoping for, the first Secret 2 uh, products hit market. Um Hmm, that's pretty soon. That, that is. I mean, considering the Zoom just came out what four months ago. I mean, everything's being all the all the tablet stuff is being rushed to market now. Um, they're going to let hardware come out first, and I mean, hard, because hardware is ready, they want people to buy that up and then let software come after that. Um, but the big Nvidia thing is they had they had Fermi there. They had GF100, or as we now know, it's called GTX 480 or GTX 470 will be the lower skew. Um, it was leaked out a couple weeks ago on their Facebook page, but it's pretty much confirmed now that they're going to announce the the launch of GTX 480. The official launch will be at PAX East. It's pretty funny that um that the the stuff is leaking on Facebook pages, don't you yes. think? Yes. Well, that's that's the plus and minus of. Uh, of I guess that's media. true. That's the downside of social networking. So if you're going to PAX East, uh, you will. There, I, I mean, 
the way NVIDIA does things, NVIDIA, they're sponsoring the big land there. I... I'm willing to bet they'll be giving away a ton of those. There will be if it's a hard launch and they're actually launching product, which is the rumor yeah, so I've heard. The, the rumor that I heard on the floor um, that PR people refuse to c- confirm is that it will be hard launch, meaning on March 26, you will be able to buy. Shit uh, is going to get real. You're going to buy that's GTX the takeaway. Okay. 80 cards, or you'll you know n- not necessarily you'll build you'll buy them, but you'll be able to. Um, quantities, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, that's all the Fermi news we have, I guess. Then. Yep. That's all, and they have the demo running there. But that's that's all on the uh, the video that we'll have. Um, next oh, you have the hair demo and all that. The stuff hair demo the video stuff. Then? Yeah, all, all up tomorrow. Okay, today. cool. Okay, so the other big thing that happened last night is Intel released the NDA on Golf Town. Uh, which is the Hexacore, um, you know, the Hexacore version of Bloomfield, which is the 32 nanometer, um, what's what you guys probably know as Core i5, Core i7, you know, up to Linfield. the 560 Linfield. Um, what did I, I said Bloomfield, you didn't I? Uh, fucking code names are also hard to keep track of. But anyway, it's it's looking really promising. The benchmarks were really good. It's it's. Uh, I, I mean, the, the, there's a couple of interesting key points. Uh, one is that uh, the Hexacore, it's compatible with any of the original Core i7 boards, the 1366 yes, boards. Yes, it's all, all X58 boards. Um, you might have to do a BIOS update. Probably. But some of the vendors have actually already started releasing BIOS updates a couple months ago. So, you know, if you have Hexacore, uh, I mean, if you have a, a like an i7-920 or something like that, you can run a BIOS update, drop the new 6-core machine your, in your in 6-core CPU in your machine and be ready yep. to go. And um, the other really neat thing is it's actually 12 threads. So because of hyper-threading yep. and... Which you don't get in other Linfield You don't get parts. in the i5, yep. i7 Linfield parts. Um, so, I mean, everybody's done write-ups. I'm, I've got a story going up uh, probably as soon as we finish this podcast. Uh, kind of given the gist, and we have a kit coming next week, so we'll do some video and code tests. It, it and all is that kind of Intel's stuff. latest and greatest. I mean, um, but the thing is, they're beating themselves. Like, it's not like there's any CPU competition. No, but 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 what's good? The good news about this is they are, you know, they they're sticking with the X58. Uh, a lot of people were afraid that when Linfield came out, when P55 came out, that they would, you know, that they'd that, abandon that, that. They would that abandon 1366 socket and yeah. just go with 1156. And it looks like. They're sticking with, you know, this is the high end. If if you invested in the Halem, this is an upgrade path for you. So, right. so um, there's two Linfield scores. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Golf Town. There's two Golf Town SKUs. Consumer SKUs, yes. Um, I 980X and 975. Is that right? No, 975. I guess it's just 980X. It's just it's one for Xeon and oh, that's one right. for that's what the uh, consumer. Is. So the interesting thing about the naming uh before everyone assumed that you know i5 is Linfield, i7 is uh, Bloomfield. We're and gonna then, see like i9 or something then, like that. Uh, Golf Town would be i9, but no, they're still calling it i7, uh, 980x x for extreme That's crazy, probably. Um, which That's is crazy. I think it's really weird. I, I don't know why. I mean, with Linfield, half the Linfields were uh, i7, and then there was you know there were i5s, and then uh, Clarkdale also named i5. It's just, it's not simple at all. So so the the one of the things that's important to remember is they dropped a 32 nanometer process. So that means less power, less heat. Um, the TDP on the new chip, which is the thermal design profile, I think is what the acronym stands for. But the yep. upshot is the amount of heat it generates is 130 watts, which is actually the same as the i7-975, which is the quad core uh, that's been out for quite a while now. 
Um, the pricing is going to be around $1,000 in, in large quantities, which means you'll be able to buy it at Newegg for a little bit more than that. And clock's running at 3, 3.33 gigahertz. And, of course, it has all the turbo boost and all the stuff that makes – that I mean that we really like about i7. It's going to be very point. overclockable. I mean, 32 nanometer so? – yeah, I, I think I think so. You're feeling yes. good about it. I, th- I think it's I think it's going to be. If you're going to buy it, there's no reason not to overclock it. Um, I mean, Nehalem, uh They actually just released a 930 earlier this week too, which is their yeah, which is their lower end X58. Um, I'm in, I don't know why they haven't released more chipsets. Um, well, with, I don't think they Penrin. feel like they have to. I mean, before they had the X as the high end enthusiasts, and then they had the P series as the mid range. But there's only X on uh, 1366, and then the P series on 1156. But don't I don't have... think. I mean, I think their whole thing was we're not going to make a budget chipset for the high end CPUs. I mean, if you look they at they're still pretty expensive. <clears throat> well, they're pretty expensive because they're complex boards. Because of the triple channel memory, they've got to be more layers on the boards than on uh, on a tri- on a P55 board. Is, is I mean, that's that's my understanding. That's what Gordon always said. It's <laughs> it's one of those things where if you feel I feel like if you want hexacore, but you know, you want to spend money on the CPU. You're, there's no way you're going to be able to buy a cheap motherboard. Um, you're stuck. You know, if if you can only afford a cheap motherboard, you're stuck with Linfield, and then your upgrade paths can be limited. It's like parallel upgrade paths. I, I think they've been trying to do that for a long time because the thing that Intel didn't like is when you could buy a high-end CPU. I mean, sorry, a low-end CPU, put in a high-end board, and then overclock the living shit out of it and get all the features of a really expensive system for half the price. So, I mean, you're looking at this, this, this hexacore is going to be $1,000. It's not a cheap CPU. And it looks like, it, for the time being, at least I'm sure it'll come out later, there's not going to be hexacore um, cheap CPUs. So it's not like you can go out and buy the inexpensive version, drop it in the machine, and overclock it to get to the, to the right clocks. You know, we'll see where we're at. Uh, it's, it's, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. For somebody who likes to do a lot of video rips and encodes, you know, an extra two cores is very, very compelling. So we'll, uh, we'll let you know about it as soon as we get the, the hardware in hand. Um, anything else to talk about on Golf Town, the Golf Town front? I think that's it. Okay. Let's see. We've talked about G- – oh, yeah. So tomorrow's the 12th, huh? Tomorrow's the 12th. What happens on the 12th, Norm? Um, you know it's my birthday. Um, Wait, no, my birthday's in May. It's not my birthday at all. Uh, I don't know. What happens on the 12th, Well, um, What's the big thing? Why are you waking up early tomorrow? Why am I waking up early? Uh, tomorrow's iPad pre-order day. So at 5.30 a.m. Pacific time, if you want to be the first person to get an iPad, well, you should have your happy ass at an Apple store um, or, I guess, online for, for the 5.30 call. Um, and you'll be able to pre-order the iPad tomorrow. I, we're we're going to get one just for work. What, what does I that mean, 5.30 pre-order time? I mean, is it going to be <clears> first come, first serve? If you, if the, the earlier you pre-order? I would assume that if you really want to have one on launch day, you should probably be up at 5.30 in the morning Pacific time. So that's I mean, 8.30 what's the, Eastern. What's the window? Is there like, could you get away with 6.30 Pacific? I, and then, and it depends on how serious the, you the day are. Day one shipping? It depends how serious you are. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, no five, one knows, 5.30 actually. seems like... Five thirty is not bad because it gives you enough time between when you normally wake up, you know, to fall back asleep, and have some iPad dreams. It's true. So um, I'm not going to sleep in just because I think we want to make sure we have one on launch day for for fairly obvious reasons. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I if I was just a normal person wanting to know what to do with my five hundred dollars, I don't think I'd spend money on one until I see what what see a little more about them it's, and get to see some reviews. It's a big leap of faith. Yeah, I mean. It, so I go two ways on Apple products. The first way is, um, well, 
when you buy an Apple product, the price usually doesn't go down until the new one is about to come out. So if you want to actually have it and, and get the most for your money, then it makes sense to buy it on day one so that it lasts longer. On the other hand, you know, this is a whole new form factor. The people who bought the early first-gen iPhones kind of got burned. I think I'd probably hang back and see see what happens in a couple months. And honestly, see what happens with the iPhone, with the next-gen iPhone, if they release something in, in June. Um, and see what happens with the iTunes, iPhone OS 4.0. Yeah, and also I want to reiterate, this is not the uh, 3G version. It's just the Wi-Fi version of the iPad that will go on pre-sale tomorrow. So what about what do you think about the 3G stuff? Uh, I mean, are you going to buy a 3G one? I, I don't think. No, no. Don't I'm, care. There's no reason to buy a 3G one. That's that's $130 wasted. Well, I mean, and you got to pay the month. I, if I'm paying the monthly fee, I think I'd rather pay a little bit yeah. extra money and get a get a, uh, get a MiFi, a MiFi or, or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't want to talk about iPad too much because we did a lot of iPad last week, and we've done a lot of kind of Apple stuff this week on the site. So, so what should we talk about now? Do you, do you want to talk about your your five favorite apps on your Android phone? Um, we could, except I didn't bring it down, so I can't remember their names. I could be right back. Well then. Well, I'll be right back now. Um, yeah, let's not talk about that. Okay. What do you guys in the chat room want us to talk about? Hi. That's a bad idea. Well, they're talking about iPhones. You know, somebody did point out in the chat room, and I think we mentioned it, but it may have gone too fast, is that um, the games that will be on Steam that will work on Mac are only the Valve games, not um, not uh, everything else. So like, if you bought Battlefield Bad Company and you expect it to play on your Mac, you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed. That's not surprising. No, 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 I know, but, you know. Don't want anything to be uh, anybody I mean, to be unpleasantly surprised. The games surprised. published on Mac, it's all uh, the ports. It's like... It's, you know, it's a separate company that licenses the port for Mac. Oh, Hungry Rake asks, was there was there anything that you expected to see on the show floor that was missing? Was there an AMD booth? Um, I think there was an AMD, like, business booth. <clears throat> so, um, like, uh, but not like a making relationships booth. rather yes. than showing off yes. cool shit? Um, any cool, anything especially cool, uh, shocking, amazing um, Do you see any celebrities? There, there are no celebrities. It's, it's GDC. There, there are no. Were there any gaming GDC. celebrities? Uh, Fatality was there at, at the end video. No, don't let's not let's not promote Fatality. Yeah. Did you see Randy Pitchford? He's always around. Uh, no, he's probably at some panel. That's probably true. Um, hmm, I thought we had a lot of shit to talk about on the podcast this week, and it turns out we're incredibly fast. The move. You want to talk about the, the PlayStation Move? Oh yeah, we should actually talk about the PlayStation Move. Um, okay, so. PlayStation announced the their their Waggle controller yesterday, and actually More demoed it on waggling. stage. Um, we always call Waggle it's kind of mean, but it actually looks like it's better than a Waggle controller than the Nintendo Wiimote. I mean, didn't you think? Yeah, more Waggle sticks, more precise. More precise well, it has the waggling. ball, so they can you they can, you can. It's, the neat it's, thing is, it's it's it works with the camera. Too. It's it's yeah. it's optical. It's not infrared. So it's it's kind of almost exactly between where the Wii is with just waggling. Mm-hmm. And the IR reference, and where uh, Microsoft is going with the with the uh, Natal, you know, where it's this crazy IR sonar. You know, there's all sorts of crazy shit happening, and you don't have to have anything. You can just stand there and wave. Um, I don't know. I I'm interested. The move demos look pretty good. It looked like it would be really fun with a kind of WarioWare type game where you where you use the ball and you rotate your orientation to do the kind of you know. Uh, it's it's a party game. The thing. things up. Yeah. It's right. a, I mean, motion works well in party games. And I think you can only have. Um, you can't have four players. I don't know. That was unclear to me. Mm-hmm. Did, was it, were they demoing on the floor? 
I didn't go back to the show. They today. had they had one on the floor, and, and all I saw were people just like waving their arms, pointing, poking the screen. Okay. Um, yeah, Naka in the chat room is saying PlayStation Move is Wii HD. I think that seems about right. I I didn't see anything about Nintendo and the heart rate monitor. I bet we'll see that at E3, I, or maybe somebody wised up and decided that the heart rate monitor probably is not the best idea. Um. So, I mean, I guess we could do some Q&A from the chat room if you want to do that. Or um, there's 35 of you guys in there now, so that's pretty exciting. I mean, we know we're new, but we really appreciate you coming out. Um, how many broken TVs are there going to be from inexperienced PS3 players? I don't think that many. Um, Dan, we probably are going to go to Maker Fair. I love those guys, and we, we have a good time there every year, so it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't go last year, but I went the year before. It was actually I did I went, last year. Yeah, we both went. Yeah, no. We went on different days, though. No, it's a good time. Oh, it's, the it's good place to have the is squishy. Very exciting. Yes. Yeah, I mean the thing about Maker Fair is it's a celebration of absolute nerdery. So, you know, whether it's the fire truck that blasts the thing of flames fifty feet in the air or the crazy steampunk stuff. I mean, there's a lot of lot lot to love there. Oh, so the, we should talk about the iPhone OS 4.0 rumor um, and that multitasking will be, you know, you know, I wrote about this. I, I wrote about it a long time ago. We posted it this week. You know, the what what things I want to see in iPhone OS 4. Mm -hmm. um, multitasking, number one on the list. Um, let's see. Number two, probably an open app store or a way to install unauthorized third-party apps. But I'd say probably multitasking. I think multitasking is pretty likely. What do you think? I, I think multitasking is fine. Um I don't mind for those type of devices some type of c controlled multitasking. Um, like, I what don't, do you mean controlled? I, like, I don't necessarily need the card system that the WebOS uses. They can freeze any app and then go between apps. I wouldn't mind if it's inter like really. You want them integrated. to run run for real? No, I want them to run for real, but have them like really integrated in the background. Like, if it's a chat client, like have have you know a chat client specific pop up for that type of multitasking when I'm watching a video or reading an ebook. Oh, I got it. Um, not necessarily the text message base pop-up that goes with the multitasking ring. I don't think they give developers the opportunity to style that pop-up at all. I think it's just the same kind of system-level pop-up no matter, no matter what so you're that's, doing. So that's what I'm saying. I, I want Apple to work better at making that back-end look more appealing um, and not necessarily give developers free reign, too much free reign for multitasking. I like the multitasking. I mean, I, I like the card in WebOS. I, I think that's a nice metaphor, although I don't like that it pauses the background applications. I think that's a, just kind of shitty since they didn't put enough memory in the phone. Yeah. I mean, they, they've already trained people using the dock and having notifications. I think having some type of dock system and notifications, that would be a good thing. I don't necessarily want to have small windows. I don't need expose. On the iPad, I'll need expose on the iPhone. Um, <laughs> that would be a mess. I don't want to have a video top half of my screen and the chat window, window, you know, in the bottom half. I don't need that. Um, I was, I rather would have someone develop a good app for watching videos with a chat window built into that app. Um, it's it's a lot about design because you're talking about a, a nine inch screen at most, and you have to be really economical with how you design these things. Um, so Hungry Rake asked, has the 3D craze carried over from CES? I assume you're talking about 3D TVs and all that kind of business. Totally. Oh, really? There was a lot of 3D stuff on the I floor? Think Sony had some 3D stuff. Def oh. Definitely 3D stuff. Sony was talking about 3D games yesterday. I, I don't I, – I mean I, I just really 
I'm not at all excited about it. I, I can't imagine that that in three years we're all going to be sitting there with goofy glasses on in the living room, enjoying the the glorious glow of 3D television. But um, maybe. You know, maybe maybe if it's polarized. But I don't, I don't know if Shutter is the you, way to go for home. You know, at one point you threatened to to sit down with the 3D vision stuff from Nvidia and play an entire game. Did you do it? I did a lot of Bioshock, and then my eyes hurt too much, and so I couldn't. <laughs> oh, Bioshock two or Bioshock, Bioshock one? Two. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean. The Samsung 3D TVs, the 3D-capable TVs are in stores now. I don't think they're selling the kits that have the 3D stuff with those TVs yet. Nope. But um, any of the 240 hertz, I mean, in order for a TV to work with the 3D stuff, mostly what it needs is a high refresh rate that is a, um, uh, has a common denominator of, uh, what, 60 60 and, um, I can't remember. It needs to be 120, 120 or it needs to have common denominators of thirty of sixty and twenty four. So one hundred twenty works, um, two forty works, works. four eighty yep. works. You know, on down the road, it's um, it's it's it's. I just don't see it being that compelling. I mean, it's the kind of thing that like when I buy a new TV, I'll definitely get a TV that supports it, so that when Avatar comes out, I can watch it and, and be really happy and excited and stuff. But I, I can't imagine like watching a football game or the World Cup or something. Well, I'm not going to watch soccer anyway, but. I can't imagine watching TV with the glasses on. It all depends on um, how it's distributed and uh, <clears throat> how the things are filmed and post-processed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, anyway, okay, so... Um... It's going to be it's just <coughs> too expensive right now. That's, it is going to be pretty that expensive. That is the upshot. It's, it's, it will be expensive for the foreseeable future. Okay, so uh, one other thing that you did this week, you tested out um, Air, what's it called? Air Video. Air Video. Yes. Um, Air Video, which is the, uh, it's a piece of software that actually lets you connect to your server at home and stream video across the internet or through your house or wherever you have internet connection, even across 3G. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that true? Even across 3G. Um, so right. so how hard was it to set up? Um, is it I like T-versity or I think you know, with, easier? With Wi-Fi, um, Super easy to set up with 3G, moderately harder, and then putting it on your server, or on my Windows Home server, uh, just a little bit more harder than that. Um, so it was a range. Hmm. Definitely had to go in the router, definitely had to go in, you know. In oh, the, so you did have to forward ports and all that kind of stuff. Have to forward ports, have to go in the registry, have to do some, some and, wonky things. And you have it streaming from your home server straight so out to the So now it goes in my home interwebs. server. I don't... I, you know, it don't need to log into the home server. It just runs in the background. It runs as a service. It'll, you know, I, I use SyncToy to sync files between network shares, um, and I can watch any any video I want. You know, terabytes and terabytes of video on the go anywhere <laughs> in the world. Well, that's pretty pretty amazing. Okay, um, another question from the chat room. I don't see any. You guys are awfully quiet in there. Oh, um, Dan the Man asks, Norm, does the video streaming service, uh, I suppose Air Radio, Air Video, Air sure. video whatever it's called, uh, work with a third-party website, or do you use a DDNS or a dynamic DNS service so that you know it converts your dynamic IP that your ISP gives you into a, something real? Well, it's not a web address. It's, a, it's an iPhone app. Yeah, so you install an app on your iPhone. You put in a PIN, which I assume connects to a third-party website mm-hmm. and kind of serves as the mediator between the two places, yes. which is pretty cool. I like the, the, uh, That's a how-to we should do, how to set up your DDNS route so you can Oh, it's a good, that's an easy one page. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. Because I run a media server also on my uh, home server, um, or no, just an Apache server, and you use DDNS. You know, they have tons of domains you type in, and then you can – there's 
lots of things you do and stream music yeah or or if you have a windows home server you can actually do it um you can actually register they'll, they'll give you a free subdomain right um so you can forward from that flowmaster asks uh if I mentioned in the last pod podcast that the Verizon version of the Nexus One may be GSM capable, um, and wants to know if this is actually true. I don't know. Um, that's actually just my educated guess based on um, what I know about the phones. I would guess that it will be, but there's no confirmation. <laughs> I don't think I'd expect any until the hardware is actually, you know, they've given more details on the hardware. Um, Naka points out that MPD reports online gaming is up 10%, and the PC is the most used gaming platform or online system. I think we all have uh, Farmville to thank for that. <coughs> Norm is making me coffee. <coughs> it's a cough war. Um, was Metroid playable on the show floor, Norm? Says Hungry Rick. Uh, I stayed away from the, the uh, Nintendo booth. Um, yeah, I'd say ask the uh, ask the uh, the bomb guys. Yeah, ask the bomb guys. So the question is, uh, will you guys be covering most tech news? If so, won't that be a lot of work since there's only two of us, aside from the web and video dudes, from Great Booster. Uh, Great Booster, you're absolutely correct. That would be an insane amount of work for just the two of us. That's why we're not really doing news. Um, we're going to do a lot of features and how-to kind of coverage. Uh, starting next week or maybe the week after, we're going to bring online a little bit of news. But it'll be kind of, uh, you know, the way I look at it is, Engadget, Gizmodo, ours, all those guys do a great job at news already. I don't have any need to, to reinvent the wheel there. We're just going to summarize and hit the kind of do a best of uh, Gizmodo and Engadget and those guys every day rather than do a whole lot of original lead, lead generation. Much rather focus on um, doing some amazing product reviews and telling you guys how to do much cooler shit with the stuff you already have. So I um, hope that makes sense. Um, is there an ETA on the full launch of Tested, Billy Bretzel asks. I guess you must be a giant bomb user, Billy. We'll we'll actually probably do it later. Uh, I mean, we had a big meeting about that. That's why we're late with the podcast today. I don't know what the actual ETA is, but we're moving ever closer every single day. So um, we have a pretty good idea. I know that there's some other stuff that the engineering guys want to get done before we do that. So we'll see. No, No firm date. We'll let you know when we have one. I gave a total politician answer there, didn't I? Yep. It's very diplomatic. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, maybe this will just be a short show this week. It was kind of a busy week for us. Um, I, I mean, I, I have to say, I've never, ever launched anything that had such a spectacular response from from the, the community. Um, both, you know, the bomb guys who were kind enough to come over and see what we were all about. And, you know, outside... Um, so I'm I'm really really super excited about Will it. Will likes the photoshops. Yeah, the photoshop thread, awesome. If you haven't seen it, we'll put a link in the show notes. I don't know if I can put links in the show notes, but I think I can put a link in the show notes. If not, it's in the forums. So you should check it out. It is really really funny. All I have to say is that there's some people in that thread who are amazing photoshoppers and some people who are worse than me. So, um not a compliment. Um Hungry Rake has one question, one more question. We'll do one more. Uh, he wants to know, what are you guys looking forward to during the rest of the week? Um, I am looking forward to uh, some Saturday morning cartoons, you know, a little time with the dog. Um, I, I think tomorrow is going to be pretty quiet if I had to guess. Fridays are usually quiet on the news front. so um, I, I can't wait to get a hold of Gulf Town, though. I want to see what that does with uh, with some DVD rips. Norm, you? Anything? Um, I still haven't seen Cop Out either. And I missed getting fucking tickets to Conan this morning. I'm really pissed. It was expensive. I heard it was really it was, expensive. It was, it was like 60 bucks. It was 30, there were some $35 tickets, but they went really fast. 
<laughs> Gunsman says he will buy all the Choo Choo motherfucker t-shirts. So um, get that shit made. Yeah, we'll get it. we'll get on that. Okay, uh, thanks thanks for listening, dudes. Um, I am Will Smith for Norman Chan. Uh, thanks for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Wait, hold on. We're going to do some needless self-promotion here. Um, we're up on iTunes now, so uh, the URL is on the podcast page. I would be your friend forever if you'll submit a review of us, positive, negative, whatever. Just get some content up there. Uh, download it from iTunes. Uh, we're not on Zoom yet, but we are submitted, so we'll see when that happens. Uh, I, I don't know how long it usually takes them. I don't think they ever put the Maximum PC podcast on, despite the fact that I submitted like 10 times. So maybe we need a bunch of people to submit. I guess that's it. If you like us, leave a comment, and, and we'll be around next week. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon.
Um, I guess that does it. Um, I guess that does it for us uh, this week. We'll be back, uh, we'll be back every Friday, probably Thursday night, Friday, Thursday night, Friday morning. Sometimes we're working out schedules and stuff like that. Still, um, if you have suggestions for section ideas, like uh, like uh, segment ideas rather that you'd like to hear us uh, talk about, or uh, just want to write in, call in, send us an email to uh, testedpodcast at gmail.com. I better register that and make sure we actually can get it. Uh, I think it's probably okay though. Uh, next week we'll be live. Uh, next week we'll be live on UStream as well. So check my Twitter feed or the Tested Coms Twitter feed. So it's Twitter com slash tested com or twitter.com slash will smith and we'll post that on the site as well as on twitter uh, a couple days in advance to let you know when it's actually going to happen so you plan your day around talking to norm and i over the internet uh, for norman chan i'm will smith uh, thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys next week I'm stopping recording now.